up, guys and ghouls? Welcome back to another episode of Fright Mike. I'm Sam. I'm Liz. And today we're continuing our month of, uh, what is it called? Sinister Senses. Dun, dun, dun. Bar, <laughs> That's right. We're talking about all the spooky stuff without sight, sound, taste, <laughs> touch, <laughs> emotion, <laughs> mental stability. You know, all that good stuff. All those senses. <laughs> you know. You know how it is. Uh, and today we have two very awesome special movies they're not really that special but they're you know, similar they're similar they're very similar we have a fright fight we are doing 1967's wait until dark and we're doing 2016's don't breathe wait until dark came out in 1967 directed by terence young currently has a 7.8 out of 10 on imdb it has a skyrocketing high 96 percent on rotten tomatoes and that's good it is i'm actually surprised it's on rotten tomatoes yeah me sometimes too. older movies aren't so yeah that's always a pain in the ass um but yeah this is on there and it's high which it should be because this is a good movie it is, and it's interesting because Audrey Hepburn is our main girl, our final girl. <laughs> True that. <laughs> if you want to call it. I don't think they had final girls. Did they? No, they had final girls. I mean, she's, them. like, the only girl. Other than Gloria. <laughs> they have final boys. Right? <laughs> um, this was, like, the only thriller-slash-horror movie that she's done. And it's good. It's not part of her, like, aesthetic. Right. <laughs> Normally. She's so... Dainty. <laughs> yes. She's so thin and beautiful. She is. And she's a great actress. Yeah. Yeah, but this is her only... I, I think she um, she wanted to do this movie I had heard. She told me herself. <laughs> <laughs> from Beyond. I, from Beyond the Grave, I had heard that she did this movie um, because she had that, like, persona of being, like, that, you know, hoity-toity from all of her other movies. Yeah. Or, like, the good girl and everything, and... She had this, like, persona, and she wanted to do something different, and this was it. Shaking it up in Hollywood. I know. I love when they do that. I love when they, like, go against the grain. They're mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna do a horror movie. Well, nobody wants to be typecast. <laughs> so true. Yeah. I'm sick of being typecast, too. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> right. It's awful. I want to be as unpredictable as possible. <laughs> I hate being always classified as a very thin, very attractive woman. <laughs> Model-like, almost. <laughs> It's awful, let me tell you. And our boy Alan Arkin is one of the main villains in this movie. He's crazy. He reminds me so much. He wears these kooky, circular, dark glasses and is almost, like, cartoonishly bad. He reminds me of, like, Dr. Doom from Roger Rabbit, but, like, with a um, Dumb and Dumber Jim Carrey haircut. Oh, yeah. It's funny that you say cartoonish because, so first of all, he's... He's super young in this movie. I almost didn't recognize him at first because he has, like, the glasses on at first and, like, the hat and everything. And the way he was acting, so he has, like, that accent, Mm -hmm. but he's so cartoonish, and that's, like, the exact word I was going to use because he's so cartoonish and, like, bizarre almost that I was, like, he reminds me of a Bond villain, especially, like, the older Bond villains. Come to find out that Terrence Young has directed Bond movies before. Get out of town! I'm like, oh, it all makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole conspiracy. Yeah. That's incredible. I love when that... I have something similar with that, with with Don't Breathe, which I'll save, which I'll save for when we talk about it and have its own moment. But there was also a connection like that with Don't Breathe, and I was like, oh, get out of town! There's also another connection that I heard with this movie where I guess when Audrey Hepburn was 16... 
she had volunteered as a nurse in World War, like during World War II, and one of her wounded patients was Terrence Young. Shut up! Get so, out! Yeah, so I don't know like what year that was, but come, you know, come to 1967, he's directing her in this movie. Whoa! What the fuck? That's crazy. <laughs> Connections. Life, life finds a way. <laughs> Talk about a full circle moment. Amen. Well, shall we get into it? Yes. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. We've got <clears throat> Lisa. She is flying from Montreal to New York City with a, a doll filled with heroin. Yeah. That's right. You heard it here. <laughs> it's like an ordinary doll that I will admit you see for only the first four minutes of this movie. And when it comes up again, she pulled it out, and I was like, is that the same doll? That porcelain doll. (laughs) I know. It's so, like, ordinary that I was like, that can't be it. Um, But, yeah, it's stuffed to the gills with heroin. She is taking it. Um, She notices when she gets off the plane, because she gets it in Canada, where, you know, everyone gets their heroin. (laughs) (laughs) uh, That pure, clean Canadian heroin. And when she gets off the plane in New York City, she notices a man watching her, and she's like, oh, shit. Because Lisa, tisk tisk, she's going to go into business for herself, you know. Sisters are doing it for themselves. (laughs) So she finds a man that she met on the plane who dropped his meds, and she's like, hey, Blah, blah, blah. You don't hear the conversation. But mm-hmm. from what I imagine, she's like, this doll, take it. It's important and I'll be back for it. Just take it. Which is so weird. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, just take my doll. Uh, so he does. And then the man. For safekeeping. Exactly. <laughs> and then the man escorts Lisa off. And yeah, that's the last time we see Lisa. Alive. <laughs> Alive. That's true. <laughs> Alive. She's so beautiful. She is beautiful. Mm -hmm. I thought she'd be in it more, but nope. (laughs) No, she's gone right away. She is. And and when they find her body, that is something. I love that so much. It's haunting. I really do love, especially when Audrey Hepburn walks right by it. I know. I know. How do you... What if she walked into a red thing? (laughs) (laughs) What if you, like, brushed past and, like... Felt the hair on your arm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it was so close. There's so, so close. many times in this movie where it's like... <sighs> I know. You, you don't breathe. And I, ooh. ooh. Oh, 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 no. So, I have a note on that. I have a note on that. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll get to it. <laughs> there, there's so many close calls in this movie that... Oh, the suspense. <laughs> I know. So, okay. Yes. <laughs> we'll move on. Later that night, there's we meet two men, um, Mike and Carlino, uh, <laughs> who apparently kind of work with Lisa, um, but they get a message from her uh, telling her to meet her at this apartment. Upon arriving, they realize that they've been duped. <laughs> they've been bamboozled. She, in fact, does not live in this apartment. And uh, But before they like leave you know it's funny because carlino's character he's so wacky i like how they just like stroll on in and he just like immediately goes to the the fridge and like gets a sandwich and he's like yeah on everything he's like opening magazines like he owns the place he's like the neighbor from um from the burbs he's like kramer yeah he is like kramer (laughs) just strolling on in heading to the fridge and like putting his feet up like he owns the place and it's just so funny but before they like they they realize that this isn't where she lives but before they can leave 
another man enters, Sir Alan Arkin. <laughs> we love it. His name is Harry Rope Jr. And he tells the two men that uh, there is a doll in this apartment, and he wants it. And he's enlisting their help. And, uh, you know, there's this whole rigmarole about Lisa, and at first they're being, like, he's being really weird about Lisa. You don't know what happened to Lisa. Uh, so basically it all culminates to, um, you, you find out that Rope killed Lisa because like I said before, he's like, oh, she's going into business for herself. So Rope was the guy that met her at the airport. So I'm assuming when she showed up without the doll, he was like, nah, though. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, so he finds out that the, that he finds out Sam is the man that he gave the doll to and. Sam and Susie are married, and that's the apartment that they live in, Susie being played by, what's her name? Audrey Audrey Hepburn. (laughs) Um, So they are kind of looking around. So Rote's kind of like, oh, yeah, we'll find the doll for me because I know it's here. So um, Mike and Carlino are looking all over the apartment, touching everything, gloveless, just all around the apartment. Because they were, like, not having it. But because they've touched everything, which Harry wrote points out like oh well your fingerprints your paws are have been all over everything which is true <laughs> right and he was he's like i've only touched one thing and i've wiped it off he's like a psycho he's sitting in a rocking chair um but they end up coming across lisa's dead body which is hanging in like a garment bag in, in a, a closet, closet. Mm-hmm. and uh it's crazy so while all this is going on and sam and carlina are about to peace out like you said wrote's like no no no, your fingerprints are all over and there's no trace of me and I have no personal connection to Lisa, so they're going to come for you. Um, the door opens, and it's Susie. And, like, Rote's like, get behind the door. Don't say anything. Don't breathe. And I was like, <laughs> don't breathe. Ooh, I wonder if they got inspiration for I, They must have because <clears throat> of a certain scene. Right? Like, the bus scene. <laughs> but we'll get there. Yes. So, essentially, that's when they find out, like, oh... She's blind. She can't see anything. She's newly blind. Yes. Due to an accident. Um, we find out that she was in a car accident um, and she was blinded by a fire from the accident. Mm-hmm. So she's like, she's going to blind school to learn how to like live this Basically new life. Basically relive. Yeah. She, and she's trying to be more independent. You know, like Sam is trying to get her to do things for herself and find things for herself because he wants her to be able to do that. And not depend on other people. Yes. Um, so the two men decide, okay, they're going to do this. They're going to do this job. They're going to get the doll. And they're going to call it a day. Um, so later on, we see Sam and Susie. They're very cute together. Sam is a photographer. Um, Susie's just cute. She is. <laughs> I love her. Um, She's and so witty. She I is. I feel like that's one thing about Audrey Hepburn. That's like her dialogue is always just so like, on, like oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so like quippy <laughs> she's not a firecracker that one she is <laughs> we also find out um there is a girl named gloria she's a young girl probably like 11 12 maybe i would assume who lives upstairs she helps Susie, you know get groceries or you know clean or whatever she needs and Susie is very suspicious of 
Gloria just like wanting to mess with her because yeah. she's like, oh, well, you, you know, she loves you, Sam, and she hates me. She leaves chairs everywhere, and I think she's smoking cigarettes because it smelled like cigarette smoke in here, but it actually wasn't. It wasn't Gloria at all. It was the men fumbling around in the apartment, throwing everything all willy nilly around, and smoking in someone else's apartment. And this can you believe? And the scene where she like we first meet Susie is so tense, like just. I mean, she's newly blind. We see these men, like, scattered all over her apartment. Yeah, obviously trying not to make any noise. But she, like, oh, there's just so many close calls. And she knows that someone's in there. Yeah. She keeps thinking it's Gloria. She's like, Gloria, I know you're here. Yeah. I know you're in here. Because she can sense the presence. You can always sense the presence. Of course. Even if you can't see. Especially because she's newly blind. So she still has, like, I mean, not saying that people who are, like, born blind don't have that ability. But, like, mm-hmm. You kind of know. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what it's like. You feel like that. You feel that You presence. feel the energy yeah. in the room. It's a shift in energy when someone walks into a room. Mm-hmm. You can and just I tell. will say, for her being newly blind, she's really good at picking up on, like, really <clears throat> subtle things that yeah. have been done. Or, like, they have, like, I guess, I don't know, maybe, like, her hearing. She got, like, super hearing. <laughs> well, your senses get heightened because, like, when you take something away, then it's almost like you amplify the rust yeah because you're not concentrating on one of your like sight is one of your main senses you know Mm -hmm. senses if you take that away then everything else is amplified because that's what you're concentrating more on and you have to adapt and that's interesting yeah because she definitely does it in this movie it's great oh my god it's so great and they completely underestimate her which is so good yeah um but the uh so like basically Sam leaves. Yeah. To go out of town. He he gets called away on a job. Mm-hmm. Suspish. <laughs> Suspish. Like, this is all lining up too perfectly. Yes. So he's like, oh, um, the three men are waiting outside, by the way, in like a truck because they- It's like a are, stakeout van. Right. So Rote sets up, he, he calls Sam for like a fake job at a site really far away in Asbury Park. So he has to like take the bus there. So he'll be gone all night. It's an overnight shoot, we find out. And we find out that there was a woman that was found murdered just down the street from where they live. So Susie's already like, well, people get murdered all the time, but it doesn't happen in my backyard. Or does it? This is fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) So they have their whole, like, plan set in motion, which is crazy for them meeting the one day and then already having this plan. (laughs) Yeah, it happens really quick. Because, uh... It's essentially that day that Mike drops by, impersonating Sam's friend. I guess they met in the Marines? Yeah. Marines, yeah. Charlie's company. Yeah, so he, but he plays it off real cool, like, real cool. I like that he's like, oh, look, there's a picture of us. I put on weights and said, there's no fucking picture. I know. He's, he's just, like, quiet. farting around in the apartment. But he's really good. He's really yeah. convincing. Because, and he plays it so cool. Like, he's not, like... He could, you know, like, as he's in the apartment, I notice, you know, because he's actually, like, genuinely talking to her and, like, having a conversation and, like, you know, he could be, like, snooping while he's there, but, you know, he's not. He's really playing the part. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They're they're definitely, like, you can tell they've done this before multiple times. Like, they play characters to get what they want mm-hmm. because they're criminals. Um, But Susie, or not Susie, Gloria, Gloria. she walks in, and she sees Mike, and she's like, ugh, and she leaves. (laughs) She she literally has that face. Yeah. She's sassy. She, I literally wrote, so, after Mike leaves, he's like, oh, well, tell Sam I stopped by. Gloria comes back in after she leaves, or after he leaves, 
And Sam asks Susie to defrost the the ice box mm-hmm. and she asked Gloria for help and Gloria's like oh I put it on defrost and she's like no you have to do it Sam's way and you know did you close the door and she was like I did and she's like I didn't hear the door close and she was like well do it yourself and then she starts throwing shit yeah. all over the apartment and like fucking with Susie and I I literally wrote in all caps Gloria is a dick <laughs> <laughs> which I take back later because she is helpful it. yeah no but it's it is it's true though it's so like random <laughs> she's like yeah she's such a dick to a blind lady what a brat yes and, like, look, she threw, like, knives. I know. Uh, okay, Because later then she's helping her pick it up because she feels bad. And she's yeah. like, oh, wait, no, there's a knife there. Like, were you going to make her pick that up herself? Right. Goddamn. You bitch. And she's quick to forgive. Yeah. Susie. <laughs> yeah, she is. She was like, you know, because Gloria's like, you called me names. I never call you names. And it's like, oh, shit, you're right. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they make peace. And then a break-in is faked. So this is like, this movie gets very Three Stooges for like a brief period of time. It's I just, so true. Yes. So like. It's like a revolving door. This apartment is a revolving door. It's true. It's three men playing like nine characters. So like, Rote comes in, dressed as an old man. I mean, even, he's dressed as an old man. Yes. And he's like, oh, I better get that on dirty. Like, basically implying that like, she's in big trouble because... Something, something bad is going to happen. I like it's crazy. He has, like, a grudge against Sam. Yeah. And he takes that photo of them and, like, bolts out. Yeah. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and I think shortly after that is when Mike comes back, right? Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I forgot something. Yeah, he, like, left, he claims he left a package there. But he immediately, <laughs> this is the funny part, because she tells him what happened. And he's, like, immediately invested in this. Like, <laughs> He's like, I'm, I'll aside, cancel my flight. Yeah, all acting aside, you just met this woman and you're going to cancel your flight. Right, I'll cancel my flight until Sam gets back because I am invested in this. I'm a good citizen. So he goes to call the police, which he's really calling the entire time that they say anything about them making a phone call to the outside world. They're really just calling the payphone across the street. Yeah, and it's literally right across the street. Like, I get she's blind, but she has neighbors. Oh, yeah. No one's going to suspect. You couldn't do it down the block <laughs> where no one can see. It's literally right in front of her apartment. Mm-hmm. I can see them from her window. Oh, yeah. I mean, she can't. <laughs> well, yeah. True. But, yeah. But Gloria can. Yeah. But uh, the pol- So that he calls the police officer to the, the po- You know, wink, wink. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The police officer is played by Carlino. <laughs> yes. And then he comes in, and he's already like, oh, listen here, see, we got a car, and there was a disturbance here, and da 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 uh, There was a break-in, you say. It, it's like, it gets so crazy. Uh, it basically is just like a revolving door of people coming in and out inclu- that it consists of Carlino playing the cop, and then we've got Mike, who I guess stays with her for a little while, mm-hmm. and then at one point, Rote comes back in playing the old man's, the old man's son. son. And this is the first time that we realize that Susie is more attuned to other senses than she, or, you know, like, than they expected. Because after the, you know, the son of the old man leaves and basically is like, oh, yeah, well, I'm looking for a doll and blah, blah, blah. Um, Susie tells Mike, she's like, is the, is the place dirty? And... He's like, no, why? And she's like, oh, well, because the detective was, like, dusting everything. Like, the blinds, the banister, was wiping everything down. She goes, and 
um, you know, I noticed that the old man wore a shoe that was squeaky and the young man wore the same pair of shoes and also they're new. Ooh. Like, she could just tell. She, she knows this shit. She knew. And the second that she says that, I feel like Mike's face kind of is like, oh, shit. Yeah, because he's like, is she fucking with me? Can she see? <laughs> right. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You must be mistaken. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm yeah, like a bumbling idiot because they're like, oh, no, we, we fucked with the wrong lady. <laughs> That's right. You fucked with the wrong blind woman. Mm-hmm. What does she call herself? Like, the world's best. The champion blind yes, lady. Yes, champion blind lady. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, it's just like this whole crazy shit basically they make up this story about a missing wife so mrs wrote and the doll and i think they're heavily implying that sam is the one that killed well he said he had an affair with her and then somehow is involved in her murder and this doll plays a big part in it that she gave him this doll and it plays a tune and he whistles the tune, and when he whistles the tune, she, like, gets this look on her face, like, oh, shit, I know that doll. Um, but, yeah, they basically just, like, make her really suspicious, make her think her husband, her beautiful, lovely, caring husband, is having an affair and also a murderer. Yeah. Um, and they really, like, amp up this story by causing panic for her, because Mike then tells Susie that there's, like, a cop car stationed outside her house. <laughs> yeah. And that they're all suspicious of her and their family and uh, all this stuff. And that they have to find the doll to connect Sam with the case. Right. So he is now, like, trying to push her on this issue. <laughs> but she still trusts him for a little while, at least, until... So he leaves. I don't even remember why. They all keep coming in and out. But he leaves at one point, and Gloria comes in. And she, like, sneaks the doll. Like, we see her sneak a doll, like, under the couch. And Susie catches her, and she's like, what are you doing? And, like, she hits the doll, and it plays the tune. And she was like, oh, my God, did you take this? And she was like, I was only borrowing it. And she was like, well, we have to hide it because these men are after it. And this is where it, like, starts to get interesting. Mm -hmm. Because they hide it in the washing machine. And she basically, like you said, she's like, Oh, like, are the police, because he says there's police watching the place, are they still out there? Like, they're right in front, and she's like, there's no, there's no police. So there's, like, a weird van. And Glo- so she's essentially using Gloria as her eyes. Yes. <laughs> and so they come up with this system. Um, but first, like, so I think it's, so, yeah, it's Carlino walks in, so Gloria hides under the stairs. Um, and she's like, makes up the story. She's like, oh my God, thank God you're here. I think I heard somebody break in, basically making Carlino go in the other room so Susie can leave. But their whole system is that, um, if Susie, no, I'm sorry. If Gloria sees anyone at the payphone, she's to call Susie twice, like let, let it ring twice, but then hang up. And then there was something about banging on the pipes too. Yeah, right. she's in trouble to bang on the pipes because they can hear it directly above. Yes. So Carlino comes in with all this, like, crazy shit again, and he's, like, trying to give her the shakedown for this doll because they find, before Susie ever even comes home, that there's a safe. And they are convinced that the doll's in this safe. It's, like, a bug up their ass. They But she even says, like, oh, well, the previous owner left the safe here, and we don't have the key. She threw out the key and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so they, like, tried to cover it up with, like, a makeshift tablecloth thing. Like, they were... She wasn't trying to hide it. Right. But they don't believe her, obviously. (laughs) Right. Um, so... 
Gloria is, like, watching the phone booth, and she calls Susie and lets it ring twice because Carl. So, Mike says, oh, I think that's right, right. Mike says he's leaving. Yeah. Um, And he's like, well, I'll give you the number of where I'm going, or I don't know, some shit. And he gives her the number, and she writes it down, like, in Braille, like, mm-hmm. in this punch book. And so when Carlino, he's going to call, who's he calling? They call each other so often. I don't even remember who he's pretending to call at this point. Well, oh, when Carlino comes in, he. Wait, he's pretending to call the police station, she, right? Yeah, she's like, I'm going to call the police station and get this squared away. And he, like, intervenes. Yes. <laughs> and he's just like, no, no, I'll call. I'll be able to get, you know, get you, get a hold of them faster than you will. And then they start doing the signaling because obviously it's bullshit. (laughs) Right. And they keep, like, fucking with the blinds, too, to, like, signal each other, which she also notices. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, so he calls the payphone. Again, it's the same number. And so when Gloria sees this, she calls Susie twice, or, like, lets it ring twice and then hangs up to signal. So now Susie knows that Mike and Carlino are all bad because she, like, calls to signal because she sees Mike at the payphone. It's so sad too because she had like up to this point she trusted Mike. Yeah. And to like find out like she was in despair. Like devastated. Because obviously it's a scary situation. She's a blind woman in the city. Her husband's gone so she's alone. She thought she could trust this man and obviously like all the illusion and trust is shattered. Yeah. It's so sad. I feel I so bad for her. Ugh. And it gets worse. Yes. Um, But she originally had called him when she still trusted him and she was like i found the doll and he was like i'll be right there i'll run to you Uh, um so then she makes up this fake story of where the doll is she was like um yeah it's actually i I remember i can't believe i didn't think about it it's at my husband's studio go by the pipe get the keys it's in his roll desk you know one of those big roll top desks you'll see it in the corner it's in it's in his office go get it and they were like are you positive? She's like, of course, of course I'm positive. I'm blind. I know where things are. <laughs> I got it. So they leave and she bangs on the pipe to signal Gloria. Gloria. I keep calling, I keep wanting to call her Susie. Gloria. Yeah, she signals help from Gloria to come down. And that's when she is like, you need to go get Sam. You need to go to the, the bus station and meet him there. And you need to stay all night. Yeah. And this girl is like 11. <laughs> Yeah, she's really dependent on her. And she's like, wait, 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 no one has seen you, right? Like, Carlino didn't see you. you she doesn't know what you look like. She's like, no, I don't think so. So they dress her up and give her, like, a little umbrella, I think, to signal. Because she tells her, like, once I know that you're safe, I'll call the police. But what we, what she doesn't know is that when she told Mike where to find the doll. The other men were also there. Yes, and wrote, caught the power line. Or the, the phone line. Mm-hmm. The phone line, yeah. So... Susie, nope, Gloria, Gloria <laughs> pretends Gloria. to be a Girl Scout and is fucking with Carlino. He's like, buzz off, kid. <laughs> Bitch, you're 40 pounds Stranger overweight. danger, also. <laughs> yeah, also. But she, like, has an umbrella and she's banging it on, like, the rails. So then Susie's like, okay, good, she's safe. Goes to call the police. Phone line's dead. Yeah. So then, then this bitch gets prepared to home alone these bitches. She really does. <laughs> Which I thought was going to be more wacky. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> Well, she puts them in their, in her shoes by destroying all the lights. It's funny that she knows exactly where all the lights are in her house. Yeah. Like, even well, in the hallways and everything. It's like she, like, o- almost thinks of everything. Right. Which is, okay, 
So I know we're comparing this with Don't Breathe. Do you remember? It's not in the movie. They didn't put it in the movie, but in the trailer for Don't Breathe. Remember it shows like when they're in the basement and the lights go out? Yeah. In the trailer, he goes, no, you see what I see. And when she starts smashing the oh, lights, that's what I thought of. of. <laughs> I know. Sounds so like, ugh. So dumb. <laughs> But when she was smashing the lights, that's all I could think of was like, no, you'll see what I see. Well, she's trying to put them at a disadvantage just like her. So she's thinking that if she breaks the lights, it doesn't matter for her. She's blind. Right. But they, they can't see. Have you ever seen, side note, have you ever seen Dinner for Schmucks? Mm-mm. Oh my, okay. So it's about, it's a movie about like, like businessmen that gather losers and the person that brings like the biggest loser wins like a pot you know it's like Mm -hmm. a pot of money it's kind of sad but it's also funny and the cop from bridesmaids he plays a blind guy who likes to fence and when (laughs) shit goes awry at this dinner party he's like he's like prepare to fight me um like as equals and he shuts the lights off because he thinks that it's shutting all the lights off but it just turns one light off and he's like now you see what i see and it's like everybody can fucking see you <laughs> uh, anyway <laughs> it's really good um so at this point mike comes in oh she also pours the chemical in the bowl too true yes because sam has a dark important. room yeah so he's got like you know chemicals to develop photos and stuff and she knows the concoction <laughs> yes so mike comes in sometime later he's like you bitch you been new how long you known the funny the funny thing is is he like strolls in and she's just like sitting there <laughs> in the rocking chair in the dark yeah i think there's like one light on yeah which is weird if you smashed all of the bulbs why leave one light on i know but it's just like <laughs> yeah She's hello. a badass bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Didn't see you there. Yeah, so he, he's just like, oh, how long have you known? He admits everything. And uh, I guess there's, like, another scene where we see, like, we cut away from the apartment and we see a, a mysterious figure in a car running over another person. So he was kind of, like, insinuating that Mike had Carlino kill Harry Rote. Uh... But in fact, when Mike leaves, suddenly Harry appears alive and well. <laughs> yeah. And really, it was Carlino that he hit with the car. Exactly. So, Rote is, like, a mastermind behind this. Like, he kills Mike. He ran over Carlino, so he's dead. And he, like, he locks them into the apartment. Like, he locks it with, like, a chain around the doorknob. And he's like, those idiots, they thought they had me, but I had them the whole time. Mm-hmm. I knew what was going on the whole time, and they didn't. And so he has obviously he's an evil person. He's planned their death this whole time, and he's like, "And now you're gonna give me that doll, toots." And this is like the part that is crazy because he just taunts the shit out of her. <laughs> it is bad. Like, yeah, he throws something at her, so he she thinks that he's over at one spot, but then he takes his shoes off, so yeah. she doesn't hear the squeaky shoe. And he pours gasoline all over the place. Yeah. It's like, so I assume then he knows that she's afraid of fire. Because of the accident. Right. Because it does come up earlier. She senses, like, smoke. And she's like, there's a fire! Yeah. Um, So he's, like... It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Especially when he's, like, messing with her, like, her face. And she's like, what is that? And it's just, like... It's a scarf. It's his hand and a scarf. And, like, ugh. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's so messed up. Yeah. But it essentially, like culminates to she throws 
uh, the bowl of acid in his eyes and he's like ah and then she turns all the lights out um and he has matches so he's like you you dummy but she starts throwing gasoline on him yeah. and she's like oh yeah try to light that shit now she thinks of everything man <laughs> she does and she's like give me your knife and the matches so she keeps lighting the matches and she's like he's got this cane she's like i need you to tap like go make your way over to the fridge and i need you to tap for me and so he's tapping so she knows where he is um and meanwhile the the screen is dark because everything at this point is dark and she's not lighting any more matches and then um he realizes that he can open the fridge and there's a light in the fridge so he does so he can see her, but she doesn't know. Yeah. And it's really awkward. It's the one light she forgot about. Yeah. <laughs> and he stops tapping, and she's like, what? Keep tapping. Keep tapping. <laughs> ah! um, but he's like, it's over for you, bitch. Because uh, he puts a towel in the crevice <laughs> of the <Crevice>. fridge. <laughs> so she can't close it. And it's just, like, really tense. Um, they, like, they, like, struggle for a while. Um, but she she finally concedes to give the doll to Rote. So she digs it out of the trash where she ended up moving it from the di- dishwasher, from the washing machine. He gets the doll. And, and this then, is when it gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, now make your way to the bedroom so Physically I can kill you. and emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's literally dark. But also. But also. Traumatic. He's getting all the hair he's pocketing all the heroin out of the doll and um we think that's that but it's not because he ha- he basically tells her that he intends on raping her yikes doesn't say it in those words but he's like head to the bedroom toots yeah <laughs> get on get get going over there now uh so she is very smart because when that knife that Gloria had thrown earlier she gathered it with like the other stuff and when she grabbed the doll out of the garbage can. She grabbed the knife, too, just, like, on the sly, you know? And when he gets her to the bedroom, she stabs him. And she's like, ah! You know, she really gives it to him. And then she makes her way over to the kitchen again. Yeah. I don't know for why. Um, <laughs> but, but then... But the, then! <laughs> the jump scare of the movie, you get, like, the music thing. It's like, Burr! and then he just literally leaps into frame. He Michael Flatley's her. He fucking does! <laughs> It's like a full-on ballet move. It's incredible. I laughed. I cried. <laughs> I was shook. <laughs> it's like, so theatrical. It is. It's the equivalent to, like, me jumping to conclusions. <laughs> like, it's Wah! Um, But then he's, like, attacking her, and she's like, ah! And she corners herself. Like, By the fridge. Yeah. And she's, that's when she's, like, trying to close it, but he ugh, outwits her with that rag. <laughs> mm, got, got that da- that goddamn rag always getting in the way. Ugh. Uh, but she's able to unplug the refrigerator and hide herself. And I, I don't know how, but, like, it just, like, like smash cuts to, like, the police outside of the apartment. Hat. And Sam is there. And Gloria's there. And they bust into the apartment. And I, like, did you, <laughs> did you notice the one cop? So, like, they get the lights on or, like, you know, they light the place up. And they go to pick up Mike's dead body. And the one says, don't even bother. <laughs> No. Like, you didn't notice that? No. Yeah, the one's like, don't bother. <laughs> I was like, okay. Savage. I know. Oh, I like that they were like, oh, he's fucking dead. Don't even, don't waste your time. Oh, yeah, he, he did. He, oh, he, I could see he's dead. Um, So they're all like, oh, my God, where did she go? But they find her. She's safe and sound behind the refrigerator. And Rote is dead? Yeah. I think he's dead. Uh, they, they don't really, I don't think they say. But I don't think they say. But either way. 
I, I thought to myself, because I know he, like, was digging out the heroin, but I don't know if it was on the counter still or if he, like, put it in his pockets. But I was like, if I were a police officer, I would have been like, ma'am, why do you have 20 bags of heroin? <laughs> what are you doing in here? You have $5 million <laughs> worth of heroin sitting on your kitchen table, yes. ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, that's pretty suspicious. What were you doing? Um, but all is well because Sam is there, Gloria is there, and it's, you know, she's a champion blind lady. She is. And it's a cute, the end scene is like, She's like, oh my god, Sam. And he's like, you need to find me. Yeah. <laughs> you need to come find me. Come to me. When she explains the story to the cops, you think they'll believe her? That's the thing. It's like real suspicious. And then there was a man, and then there was another man, and then he left, and the other man came in, but then they were calling me from a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they got Gloria to back it up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she, she was able to see everybody. Yeah. It was an elaborate plan for them. Yeah, that was a lot I mean, of character I mean, she's a work. blind lady. They could have just busted in and, like, chloroformed her. Right, like, roughed her ass up or... And, and, you know, I don't know. It just seems very elaborate for something. It's, like, three guys taking on one woman. Yeah. It's, it's very... But they really, like, acted it all, the whole thing out. It's very Three Stooges. It is. If that were made today, it would be more like Don't Breathe, where there's a lot, a lot more guns, violence, and semen involved. Oh. <laughs> But I do admire this because it's literally, like, one location. Mm-hmm. It's so much, it just, these kind of movies remind me of, like, a play. Like, this could yeah. easily be a play. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just, like, set up that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, the you don't have to uh, dress the set mm-hmm. or scene or whatever, whatever they do. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. For, yeah, for sure. It's very Hitchcockian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, for a while, like, when I was watching this, I almost kind of forgot that it wasn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it but, had that vibe, though. Mm-hmm. Those cuts. It was really good. Mm-hmm. So what would you rate? Wait until dark. Oh, I want I want to know what you rated first. <laughs> I got it. I give it a 4.5 out of 5. Oh, damn. It's high. Because I really like it. I think the watchability is there. I think it's clever. I think, so, if you don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> Which you should Which by you, now. You I really have an aversion to anything at all that exists from like 1964 to 1984 i think it's that is so all specific. bad <laughs> yes well so like every decade i feel like the trends really don't start until like three four years in mm-hmm. you know because you're still coming out like the 2000s trends didn't start until like 2003 2004 because yeah. you're still like coming out of the 90s nothing much is going to change you know mm-hmm. so like for music for example Anything from, like, 1960 to 1962-3 still has that, like, doo-wop, like, 50 sounds. And then after that, you start getting to, like, the hippy-dippy, like, Beatles shit. And, like, I I don't like it. Um, And I hate the 70s as well. This movie was made in 1967, which, by my standards and rules, I shouldn't like. However, I really like this movie. I really like the pacing, which I do have an issue with in a lot of movies from the 60s and 70s. I think the pacing is bad. I love the music in this movie. I was going to say that. It's I'm glad so you, creepy. I'm glad you brought that up because I almost yes. forgot about it, especially in the beginning. I, I literally, like, thought to myself, I'm like, this is very 28 Days Later. Yeah. It's, like, sounding. Yeah. I really like it. They do a really good job. It's not overly, like, it's not scary, but for the, you know, it's like, it's, if that were you, that's a terrifying position to be oh, in yeah. you know i think it's directed brilliantly i think the lighting is good i think that 
I, I, I really like it. I think the story, although it's kind of, like, comical at times, like, right. it's this whole big elaborate story for, it's not necessary. But I really like it. I thought it was really well done. Well, to your point about it being from, this, like, this, you know, late 60s, I think it's interesting because I feel like this movie almost has, like, an early 50s vibe to yeah. it. Like, it doesn't feel like it's, like, 67. I agree. Um, And it could have been that. But also just the sheer, like you said, it's not scary per se, but I feel like almost as, like, an audience, because her character um, can't see, all of the, like, weight of terror is put on the audience. For sure. (laughs) Like, us as the audience. Because she's just so helpless and everything. I mean, we learn that she's really not, but, like... You know, you see this and you're like, oh my god, she's like this helpless blind lady. I mean, when, you know, the at the ending when Alan Arkin's character comes in and is like taunting her, like, that's horrific. Yeah, that that's when it gets really, that's like the most tense that it gets. Is yeah. like, it's really dark at that point. And you don't know what this guy is capable of. I mean, he just straight up killed the one, the, the two guys, you know, right. he had been working with. And so we're like, okay, well, her chances aren't that great right now. <laughs> right. It's very slim. And you know nothing about his character. He's the character that you know the least about. Yeah. Period. So he's just like a psychopath. But I yeah. really highly enjoy this movie. Yeah. So no, 4.5 sure. out of 5. What would you rate it? I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Okay. I thought it was great. Um, I would definitely revisit it. It. I'm glad... For this, for this episode, I hadn't seen it before and you hadn't seen it before, but I could definitely, even though I know what happens now, I feel like this is, like, the kind of movie that you, like, notice more the more you watch it. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so much that happens in this movie and every detail is, like, super important. Um, especially for her because she's blind and she's only acting on what she can hear. Yeah. And that's what's so interesting about it. But totally solid. Yeah. I agree. All right, next up, we're going to be talking about something completely different. <laughs> no, <not> really. <laughs> totally different material. Well, eh, similar, but way different time time frame. Uh, we're going to be talking about Fede Alvarez's Don't Breathe, which came out in 2016. Currently has a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, so well liked. well loved. <laughs> yeah, very well liked, very well received. This is the Wait Until Dark uh, that came out. Years later. Yes. I'm not even trying to They're still that right now. I would have called it still waiting until dark. <laughs> We're still waiting. Right. Still waiting. And they did. <laughs> so this movie was crazy. It it was crazy. It took a crazy turn. I'll say that. Yeah. You think it's going to be something, and then something completely different. And there's... A lot. So much semen. There's a lot to unwrap I, Too much semen. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> uh, I... I remember seeing this in the theater, <laughs> thinking, wow, what a performance from the dog. Yes! This is the first time that we've got, we, it's like Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> Where the dog is the star of the show. Yes, the dog, I was waiting with bated breath to see what that hound was going to do next, let me tell you. Because in most dog or in most dogs, <laughs> in most movies where the dog is some sort of threat, it's like pretty easily averted yeah but this dog (laughs) this dog is the final girl that i want to be with (laughs) he keeps going he does he does not give up the fight no even when our characters do he perseveres he he knows no bounds (laughs) it's great uh especially the car scene yeah oh god 
Oh my god. Well, my the, this dog, I know two dogs very similar to it. My parents have oh, two god. giant dogs the and bloodthirsty animals. Bloodthirsty hounds. So every time I go to my parents' house, I'm greeted by same energy. <laughs> same. It's crazy. Uh, so, let's get into it, shall we? Yes. I just want to say our main girl, Rocky, played by Jane Levy. I love her. Was also in Fetty Alvarez's Evil Dead remake. As Mia, the queen. Oh my god. She's amazing. I love her and we need her in more horror. It's true. We do. She's awesome. Yeah. She's really good in both movies. Uh Uh-huh. But I thought that was cute. I was like, oh my god. Family moment. A team up. (laughs) Yes, they met again. Um, So we open with a shot very reminiscent of The Devil's Rejects where we see a man dragging a woman's body through the street. This isn't suspicious to any neighbors around at all because there's not really any neighbors. Then it smash cuts to Rocky. Uh, oh my God, what's their names? Rocky, Money, and Alex. Money. Money. <laughs> they are breaking into a home. Um, and that's really all I need to know is that... They break into rich people's houses and steal. But they're like kind of strategic about it. It's like they don't take too much. And even though they look like a bunch of plebes, they actually know what they're doing. Plebes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, Alex's dad is a cop, and for some reason, he has access to, like, a bunch of keys with security systems, so I don't... I don't know how Is he a cop or security? Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Yes to all. So, they basically only break into homes that they have access to, Um, and like you said, they don't take too much. They take just enough to fly under the radar. That way, if they do get caught, they don't go to, like jail jail you know they don't serve any real hard time just that overnight holding facility you know (laughs) um but they're all kind of like dealing with their own shit um money who is the worst i just hate him so much he's such a douche yeah (laughs) he's like he's like a wannabe thug you know like you know the type he's like kevin federline (laughs) yes he He is kevin federline and like the prime of britney (laughs) like if kevin federline and post malone had a baby (laughs) it's very that Uh. it's very that um he finds this house and he brings it to them and he's like yo this army vet was paid off by a rich family after the daughter um killed the like vet's daughter in a hit and run well, I guess not hit and run, but, like, you know, in a hit and hit. <laughs> a hit and kill. And, yeah. And he's like, oh, it's he's loaded. He's got tons of money. Let's do it. Let's steal his money. And they're like, no, like, you could go to, like, jail, jail for that. Like, I'm not, we're not, I'm not fucking doing it. So Alex, at first, doesn't agree to do the job. Because it's a lot of money. Right. But it's, like, six figures. But because he's in love with Rocky, um, he, like, agrees to do it. I like how they, like, then decide to stake out the neighborhood. It's, like, a shitty neighborhood. Like, we're talking ghetto. And his house is the only one that is, like, occupied. <laughs> Which I was reading on. Okay. So, fun fact. Ooh. Um, it's not really fun, but... <laughs> so, they filmed the exterior shots in Detroit. And they basically didn't do anything to it. So, <laughs> how you see it is how it lies. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. Also... Another movie, hint, hint, wink, wink for the upcoming future, another movie that we're covering for the month of March is also filmed in Detroit. Love that. I know. (laughs) And I won't say it here, but just if you know, you know. (laughs) 
Um, also, also, wait, wait, also, oh, oh. <laughs> I do have a fun fact. I do have a fun fact. I don't know if anyone found this because it wasn't. I looked to confirm it on, like, IMDb's trivia, and it's not on there. So I feel like I found something. A gold mine. <laughs> a gold mine. Okay. It's not that exciting, but when Alex is doing research on, like, the vet situation, like, before he decides, like, okay, let's do it, he pulls up, like, all these newspaper articles on, like, the situation, and on, like, a sidebar of the article, you see, like, a man's face kind of blurred out, and then the, the like, headline says, police charge illegal immigrants in double homicide, and the picture, 99.9% sure is Fetty Alvarez. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, an Easter egg. <laughs> yes, a little Easter egg nugget. And I think he's, I, I know he's not American, so I just thought it was interesting when it says, like, immigrant. Yeah. I mean, it's not a legal immigrant. We know he's not, but, like, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. It was, like, a little A director nudge, cameo. Nudge. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh, my God, how cute. I love that he inserted himself in that way. <laughs> of course. Uh, well, while they're staking it out, um, the, the situation, they do learn that the man is blind. And yeah. uh, the dog, like, makes his first appearance. First jump scare. <laughs> first jump scare of the movie. The goodest boy ever. Already trying to scare off these people hooligans <laughs> these intruders um i do find it funny that the blind man lives on buena vista lane and buena vista literally translates to good view which he has none of <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh so lol but yeah so the dog coming in hot right away we know he's gonna be the hero he's gonna be <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> he's already doing the work but that night, the robbery is set in motion. Money. Money. Kevin Federline. K-Fed. <laughs> drugs the dog. Poor dog. I know. He knocks him out. Not for long. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and then they disable the alarm and everything. Um, they they find, they like get in pretty, pretty easily and find the blind man like kind of just chilling in his armchair asleep. Yeah. And, uh... They, that's when he drugs him. Yeah. Well, it's, like, super tense because Money, like, goes in and he's sleeping. And then he goes to pull the thingamajigger out to, like, gas him, to, like, knock him out. And then when he turns, the old man's, like, sitting up mm-hmm. and, like, staring in his general direction. So well, it looks he like knows. he's looking at him. Right. But he actually just, like, turns the TV off. So then Money throws, like, a gas bomb to, like, knock his ass out. A homemade gas bomb. Yes. And they've all, by the way, they've all taken their shoes off, so, you know, they don't make noise or anything. Smart. Yes. But now that he's gassed, they're, like, talking at full volume, which I still wouldn't. That's really intense. Um, But they've, they're, like, kind of looking around to see, like, where they could have possibly, like, where he could have stashed this cash. Um, But they find this locked room, and they're like, well, it's got to be in there, right? Because why else would you lock a room? Unless something super important was in there. Right? Right. So Money, being the absolute fucking genius that he is, is like, I brought a gun. (laughs) Why? They're all like, why? (laughs) And he's like, well, I did because I'm a gangster and I brought a gun and it's like what all the gangsters use and I'm going to shoot the lock off. So he does. So he does. Um, But then the old man wakes up. Ooh. It's it's crazy too because they're just like standing there and all of a sudden he's just there. Yeah. He's so silent. Um, I know. But, so the gun has made Alex, like, this is too much for him. He's like, I'm out. This is enough. And he leaves. But then, 
I think he makes it out until we hear some suspicious activity. Yeah. And it's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. So, because the old man's awake, he's like, who's there? The jig is up. <laughs> right? And Money's like, hey, man, it's just me. I'm drunk. I, I, I think I'm in the wrong house. I know I'm in the wrong house. I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. Okay? But then the old man, like, walks forward and he feels with his feetsies the lock. Mm-hmm. So he knows. He knows something's up. Mm-hmm. Money so Money pulls the gun on him. Mm-hmm. And then... But the blind guy is not so innocent, shall we say? He acts like it though. He's like, "Oh, I just..." Uh. He like pins him up fast. He does like, and he's like, "How many are there?" Yeah, but and so like, money's looking at Rocky, who's his girlfriend, and he's like, "Oh, it's, it's just me, man. Just let me go. I'll, I I won't say anything." And you should never say it's just you, Mm-mm. because then there's no witnesses. So of course, money gets shot in the head through the mouth. Like in the neck, like really through the head. <laughs> yeah, it's like his his teeth move. <laughs> his teeth leave his body. Yes. Uh, so Rocky's like, "Oh fuck!" And she hides in like a closet nearby, and that's when we see Alex. Who who he's out. He was out, man. He was, and he comes back in. Because he knows his girl Rocky. He knows is in danger. So he texts her, and he's like. Hey, what up? And she's like, NM, chillin'. How about you? <laughs> uh, but she's like, I'm in the closet. Come get me. So while he's on his way, it's really tense because the blind man is like coming down the hallway and he almost like. There's so many Ugh. moments like that where they like just miss each other. Yes. Ugh. He like just breezes by Alex without touching him. And so they're hiding. And uh, I think like at this point, no, wait. First, because they, they find a safe. So, Rocky unintentionally finds a safe because it's in the closet. And she sees him open it. Because I don't know why. He, I think he's going to check the goods to make sure it's still there. Right. But she's, like, right there and she can see him punching in the code. Mm-hmm. So, she knows. And when Alex finally shows up, he's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And she's like, shh, 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 shh. one second. <laughs> Punches in that I'm code. I'm right there. Right. Gets that money, puts it all in her bag. And she's like, okay, now we can go. Meanwhile, the blind man is busy, like, locking down the place. He, like, locked all the windows and the doors and is, like, keeping them in with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's locking it down. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, well, shit. We saw a cellar outside, so the only way to get out is through the basement, a la as above, so below. The only way out is down. So they go into that locked room, which they see is not really, like, a room. It's, like, a closet with a ladder mm-hmm. leading down. And this is where this movie takes a turn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, a big turn. Oh, uh, a big old turn. <laughs> they, and, and they also, this is when the, the old, like, the blind guy realizes the money is gone, too. Yes. By the time they're in the basement... He goes back over to the safe and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, cause it's because, like, he finds... So they took their shoes off and he walks into his kitchen and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> I smell <Ew>. teenagers. <laughs> yes, I smell children. <laughs> and he finds the shoes and he's like, oh, God, there's two more of them. Mm-hmm. So he knows they're in the house. And yep. he, uh, his goods are gone. He's very he's very upset. Now he's triggered. Mm-hmm. Now he's triggered. So he's like... Bah! But they go in the basement, and they see a girl tied up. So she's chained up in, like, what I can only describe as a massive pillow fort. Yeah. What's up all the pillows on the floor? Oh, muffling the noise, maybe? 
Oh, maybe. I but also for comfort? <laughs> but also pillows all over the wall. I don't, I yeah. don't understand that. It probably is for, like, what do they call it? Sound, sound, soundproofing. Yeah. Yeah. She's chained to this giant wall of pillows. With a mouth guard? What did they call it? Uh, um... Um, the thing where you gag? Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> like for teeth. Yeah. <laughs> She's trying to nap and get her teeth in right. She grinds her teeth at night. <laughs> Same, I relate. <laughs> All the stress. Um, yeah, so she's tied up with a mouth gag. Uh, in a pillow fort. And they're like, What the fuck? She manages to hold up that newspaper clipping, which I'm wondering why she has that. <laughs> I don't know. But the she new, the newspaper clipping is basically of her it's the the clipping of the accident that killed the blind man's daughter and she's pointing to herself like basically saying that she's the one that accidentally killed the girl. Yeah. And her name is Cindy, we find out. Mm-hmm. Uh so Rocky like she feels bad for the girl so they end up releasing her because she points to a safe. Um it's the same code as the code upstairs which I mean that's just really poor planning. You can't use the same passcode twice. They always teach you that. Nope. Stupid. Um, but so they get out, and they're literally about to escape from the cellar, but then the blind man rips that shit open and just starts opening fucking fire on them. Uh-huh. And the only person he shoots, you know, like, I can't talk today, <laughs> fatally, is Cindy. Yeah. He gets Alex in the ear. And he goes down like a bitch. It's but. weird, though, because after he realizes that he shot the wrong person, he is, like, grieving. Mm-hmm. He does one of those, like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and, and we don't know why at first. Yeah. We're like, oh, wow, he's, like, really like, attached to this prisoner. <laughs> right? It's, like, reverse Stockholm. Oh, but we learn. <laughs> yeah. So then this is where... Th- so he's, like... This is the best part of the movie. Yeah, he <laughs> shuts the lights off. And this is where, in the previews, like I mentioned, he was like, no, you see what I see. But I'm he doesn't so say so glad it. that he doesn't, though. And he's, so, like, they're in pitch black, and the movie now switches to, like, night vision. Mm-hmm. And it, they're pute, like, their eyes look so cool. Oh, like, like, dilated or whatever. Yes, it's fucking wild. And he's able, because, you know, he lives there, he's able to navigate where he's at. Like, he's touching a fan, and he's slapping these, like, boards, and he's, like, feeling his way through. And it's so (laughs) tense because, like, Jane Levy's character, Rocky, Mm -hmm. she's, like, got her arms, like, stretched out in front of her. And she's, like, you know, trying to feel where she's at. And the fucking blind man is right in front of her. Oh, she almost touches him. Stop! Uh, Almost touches him. But then he's distracted by a noise, like, Alex's character makes. And, like, there's, like, a whole bunch of stuff going on. Like, at one point, he grabs Alex through a shelf and is choking him. But then Alex pushes the shelf on him. Yeah. And that's when they go skirting upstairs, right? Yeah. Because he grabs Rocky. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I see the light from the stairs. Let's go. And he locks the blind man in the basement. Yeah. Via crowbar. Mm Mm-hmm. How come they didn't make... I feel like I would have made at least an attempt to do some kind of, like, distracting noise. (laughs) Right. Like, like, throw something. Grab a blender. <laughs> yes, yes, shatter something. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like throw a ball <laughs> across the room. Right. I would have thrown anything on my person. Yeah. You know, like. It's in a basement full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess putting myself in that situation, the second the lights went off, I would have been like, oh, fuck. And then I probably would have been feeling my way around. But also, 
Yeah. After like five seconds, I'm gonna be like, oh, I need to throw something over there we so need I can run over here. Him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The point is, they make it out, and they're they're pretty excited. They're pretty like in the clear yeah. for all of five seconds. Until. <laughs> Until our friend the dog shows up. Somebody slept right through his drugos. <laughs> <laughs> He's so full of rage, he slept right through the drugs. Oh, yeah. And he just attacks them. But they end up trapping him in the room. And the man gets out again. Of course he does. Because he's, you know, a superhuman. Yeah. He's a vet. He is. He's been through some shit. He gets out, attacks Alex, and they end up fighting for a while. And then he, like, impales him? (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, really weird. So, like, Alex is not well. No. Because he goes flying through a window. So, like, they lock themselves in a room... Where Rocky is able to climb through, like, a, like the vents, like, yeah. you know, the ducts in the house. And Alex gets pushed through a window by the dog, because mm-hmm. the dog is fucking awesome. <laughs> He's and very forceful. <laughs> he is. And so he falls out a window, which then shatters. So he falls into the kitchen. Um, and that's when, like, yeah. So the blind man and him, like, tussle. And he goes into, like, the workroom, where the old, the blind man had dragged Money's body. So we see Alex finding the body, and then it looks like, the, it lo- so the blind man grabs crops, and it looks like he's about to go cropsy on that bitch. <laughs> Getting cropped up in here. Getting cropped. <laughs> nice callback to the burning. Love that. So we think Alex is dead, right? Cut to Rocky. She's in the vents. The dog goes after her. The yes. dog is like, I can in get in the there. Vents. <laughs> he does not give a fuck. He knows no bounds. He mm-hmm. will do what he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, Rocky, like, falls, and when she wakes up, she, like, sees a vent leading to the outside. So close. So close, because she kicks it, and she's just about to crawl out, but then the blind man snatches her, and he, I think he, like, knocks her ass out, right? Yeah. Oof. He knocks her out, and then she wakes up, chained to the pillow fort. <laughs> he really likes that pillow fort. <sighs> and this is when it gets real, real weird. <laughs> Because she tries to plead with him, saying, like, this isn't going to bring your daughter back, blah, 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 let me go. Nah, though. (laughs) Because uh, he says that that's actually not true. Because his intention is because he lost his daughter, he was using Cindy to impregnate (laughs) and bear him a child to make up for the one that she took away from him. Well, now it's with our girl Cindy gone. It's only Rocky. Right? <laughs> and, a uterus uh, for a uterus. He's, <laughs> he's holding her accountable. Uh, it's so Aww. sick. And then he says, I never forced myself on her. What does that mean? Because he pulls out a turkey baster full of cum. Uh, I'm just going to oh, say that's it. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's in, like... Oh, uh, it it's it's in his basement in a fridge. I don't I don't know. I don't. I know. got questions. I'm not even gonna ask him. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much semen, and he like puts it in a turkey baster, and then he was well, like, "Okay, I never forced myself on her. I'm not a rapist." Hey, uh, beg to differ. <laughs> well, you're a kidnapper at the very least, <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't know if he means, like, I didn't force myself on her because my pee-pee didn't go yeah. inside of her. Just my turkey baster. That's still forceful. I'm sure Cindy didn't agree to the terms and conditions of this contract. <laughs> I'm positive. She did not read things ahead of time. Absolutely not. 
Um, uh, so he, oh, God. And then, of course. Oh, God, the worst part. Of course. He, you just get an up-close and personal shot of this semen, and there's a hair in it. Mm-hmm. Just to really, in case you weren't <laughs> sure before. Cherry on the cake, cube on the semen. Cube on the semen. Oh. It's so gross. And I was reading. Oh, God. Just on this movie, and it's like. <laughs> So they said it was this. It was a stylistic choice to put the pube in there for you know realistic purposes. Stylistic choice. <laughs> we did not need that. We did not need any of this. <laughs> I knew what it was before the pube entered the chat. Oh, the pube entered the chat. <laughs> and then they said, oh, "Oh, well, you know what they used for the semen was what they use uh, in the adult films. So Is that semen. not semen? <laughs> so they used." Semen. I mean, unless... Oh, is there fake semen? What do they use on adult films? If they don't produce. Right. If, oh, God. If the wells are dry, they just throw this. <laughs> it's the alternative. <laughs> the Aww. other white... Aww. Juice. <laughs> juice. <laughs> oh. Sorry for all the cum talk. <laughs> Welcome to my cum talk. Oh my god. Uh, So he's got this turkey baster. Things have really gotten off the rails in this movie, in this podcast. I apologize. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) You saw saw the title of this movie and you clicked on it. You knew what was going to happen. You knew what was coming. I'm done. I'm I'm done. Goodbye. (laughs) I guess I'll take it from here. (laughs) So... (laughs) Where do we go from here? <laughs> I forgot what happens the rest of the movie. <laughs> so he cuts a hole in her shorts, and he's got her in this, like, S&M harness. Position? Yeah. Assuming position. And Aww. he's waggling this turkey baster of cum at her. Aww. But then here comes Alex, not dead. Because the body that got cropped was money's. Money. And Alex was hiding under it. So, he beats the blind man over the head, is able to free Rocky, and then she kicks him you know she's like ah. and then she takes that turkey baster and jams it in his mouth and squirts it she's like oh yeah how do you like that oh. <laughs> aggressive <laughs> but i like it <laughs> i approve i approve <laughs> how do you like the taste of your own wares Where? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this movie <laughs> this fucking movie off the rails man it goes places that no movie has gone before. <laughs> no turkey baster has gone before. <laughs> now that's a money shot. No. Get it? Because you shot money before. A money shot. It's full circle now. It's full circle. <laughs> How did I not think of it before? Jesus. Um, sorry. <laughs> Let I'm me so collect sorry. myself. <laughs> um, but they, they, so they get out. They decide to leave and not call the cops because how do you explain this shit? <laughs> right. Talk about suspicion. They get right to the front door, and they're so close to freedom, but somehow our blind guy gets out again and shoots Alex dead. Which is so sad, because all he wanted was a better life for Rocky, and he didn't even want to do- he didn't even want to be here today. He didn't. He was out earlier. He was out. Yeah, poor Alex. The one person in this movie that doesn't deserve to die. I know. I know. Ugh. Because truly, if you think about I'm it, who angel. are the villains in this movie? The, I mean, the, the blind guy, for sure, with the scene. But, but they were the ones 
yes, yes, that's true, but they also intruded on this blind man's house. Yeah. They're not good people, but they have a good, a decent reason. She has a good reason for not, for being there and doing this. Yeah. Eh, if you can call it, like, well, a good reason to do it. But it's, like, the whole thing of, like, like, who, like I said, who's, who's really the, the blind? villain? Yeah. Uh, who's the blind guy? Who's the, who's the blind guy? <laughs> well, because they're, they're not good people, but Alex at least had some trepidation about entering. <laughs> yes. It's, like, a double-edged sword because, yes... They broke into his home to rob him, but also he had some weird operation going on in the basement with kidnapping a woman. So it's a good thing that they broke in. Right. I mean, yeah, but Cindy ended up dead anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Poor thing. What a shame. Well, (laughs) well, (laughs) here we are. Alex is dead. So. Rip. (laughs) Yeah. So Rocky takes off. She runs into a car because she's like, you're useless out here. Mm-hmm. Well, don't Not taunt so him. Much. <laughs> right. Don't taunt the blind man who has a crazy dog. You've already experienced the wrath of this pup. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then the dog comes like bark. He comes out running out the gate like, you don't fuck with my man. <laughs> <laughs> he says those words. He does. <laughs> so he arfs his way at her and she hides in a car. Where she does get very crafty, and she's able to lock him in the trunk, mm-hmm. and she escapes, but is conked out again, where we are taken to the beginning shot of the movie of her getting dragged down the street. I hate when movies do man. that. Yeah. I hate when they do that. When they, the, the, the opening shot of the movie is the end. <laughs> yeah. Spoilers. It's, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like... I mean, you don't really realize who it is, I guess, at first, but meh. It's just like a waste of five minutes, like... Yeah. I, I didn't, need, didn't that need that at the beginning, no. Yeah, we didn't need that. No. Um, so then what happens? He drags oh, yes. her back. But Rocky comes too, and that's when she sets off the alarm at his house. And then she grabs that crowbar <laughs> and just completely, like, whacks him with it. She goes to work. He falls down the basement, and she books it out of there. And also, by him falling, he sets off the gun that he had in his pocket and shoots mm-hmm. himself in yeah. the side. Yeah. Sure. So she leaves before the cops can come with the money. Yeah. So we then get the other shot of her now. Um, some time has passed and she has escaped her shitty life with her sister using the money. They're going to the airport to head off to California or some shit. Yeah. They're going to start a new life. Um, but while they're at the airport, Rocky sees a news special that a... An army vet was found alive in his home after an invasion. And she sees, like, it's the blind man. He's alive. He made it out. He's in stable condition. And the newscast basically says that there were only two invaders and he did not report anything stolen. So it, like, basically is implying that because there were two bodies in his home that, you know, both of them were killed. So, you know... Nothing suspicious or out of the ordinary is happening. The money was not reported, so now he can go after Jane Levy without, a you know. sequel. Exactly. Exactly. And they are making a sequel. I'm pretty sure. I think I heard that too, yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun. Hopefully. I I hope there's less semen. Oh, I significantly less. Like, yeah. none. <laughs> like, absolutely not <laughs> Like, all. absolutely not. A dry film. <laughs> Ooh. A dry film. <laughs> So, what? <laughs> How many turkey basters would you rate this movie? 
Oh, this is a good movie. I it's really good. The suspense is <clears throat> solid. It it does come off the rails a little bit at the end there. Um, I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody was. No. Uh, three out of five for me. I also three out of five for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's solid. Um, it's entertaining. It's good. It's watchable or like rewatchable, I should yeah. say. Uh, the parts that are tense are tense. Mm-hmm. I I like. A lot of it, I don't like the semen. <laughs> I love the dog. Love the dog. It's great. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. It's, it's, you know. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> what more is there to say? Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to wrap it up before things go too far again. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all the come talk. Sorry. This episode was very long. Sorry for that. But also not sorry. I'm really not sorry, but... But if you want to continue the talk, find us on Instagram. Uh, We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Let us know what you think about this film, what you think about Wait Until Dark. I know they're kind of set in completely different time frames, but if you've seen both, which do you prefer? I know that Don't Breathe gets a little wild, but uh, yeah, we enjoyed it nonetheless. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you're looking to hear more from us we do have a patreon patreon.com slash fright mike you'd be a fool not to we're awesome listen speaking, to us more speaking of going off the rails we go off the rails all the time on patreon so uh <laughs> not that we're censored much here but we get a little tipsy over there <laughs> we do there's lots of drinks and wines that's the same thing i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm off the rails right now uh, but until next time i'm liz i'm sam rest, rest in peace, peace.